Welcome to the New Clothes Podcast. This is where we are creating a space for our brokenness, yet remembering that God uses broken people just like us. We are laying our shame at the foot of the cross, and we are walking courageously in our freedom. We are standing on the promise of Zechariah 3, 4. See, I have taken away your sins, and now I am giving you these new clothes. Whew. Satan, you don't get to win today. We are forgiven. We are free. And we have the power of the Holy Spirit living within us. So let's get started, friends. I got new clothes. Don't you want some too? I gotta tell you what he did for me. He wants to do for you. He wants to heal you. Wants to give you new clothes. Welcome, guys. Today I want to talk to you about the power of prayer. I just attended a boot camp this weekend. It was called a Prayer Warriors Boot Camp, and it was all about the power we have in prayer, and how oftentimes we as Christians don't really utilize our prayer life the way that we could. And we lose, um, we lose battles because we're just not praying. We're not, we might pray, but are you really being, are you really warring in prayer, right? So this, this boot camp, it was put on by a man named Thomas Raimondo. And I'm not interviewing him today, but I am going to put his information in the show notes because this was a fantastic conference. And so if you want to invite him to your church, I think that would be amazing. You would, your church would benefit. I know it would. I benefit and I I feel like I'm a pretty good prayer warrior. I feel like God has really pushed me into prayer. Um, But I, these things are just such good reminders about what we need to be doing. And with the new closed mindset, we talk about the fact that God gives us the authority to walk with those standing there in that vision. And the people in the vision in Zechariah 3 is God. It's it's the angels, it's Jesus. We get to we get the right to walk with them. We get the right to come boldly before the throne in the Old Testament before Jesus, the only people who could go into the Holy of Holies were the most holy of holy priests. And he had such a ritual that he needed to do. He had to scrub his clothes and he had to make sacrifices and he had to, you know, cover the sins of the people, cover the sins of his family, cover the sins of his household. And there was just so much he had to do before he could go in once a year. And even with that, he had to have something tied around his ankle with a bell so that they knew if he stopped ringing, they needed to pull him out because he didn't make it. And and we have the opportunity after Christ to go into the Holy of Holies. We have a priest that speaks in behalf for us. And yet, we don't always utilize it. I don't think we get what a power we have. See, Jesus 
we have that same power, that Holy Spirit power that rose Jesus from the dead in our lives. And that gives us power to make right choices and to make, and we can choose because we have the Holy Spirit living within us. We have the ability. He gives us the power we need. But there are things that we need to be bringing to the Lord in prayer about. And sometimes I don't think we don't, I think we don't recognize our need sometimes. I was reading the book, um, Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. What happens when God's spirit invades the hearts of his people? And that's by Jim, um, I don't know how to say his last name, Simbal, Simbala. He's um, the pastor at the Brooklyn Tabernacle. And he talks about how, you know, all we know, what we think about is a Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir and this amazing choir. But it started with this church of like 20 people. And one of the people there was stealing from the offering every morning. And so they weren't even able to make ends meet. And he was wondering, God, what do you want me to do? And God told him, if you pray, Jim, if you pray, if you're a church of prayer and you go, I will provide everything you need and I will be in your church. And so Jim went back and he began to teach his church that above everything else, prayer is what we are going to do. In the book, he writes, prayer cannot truly be taught by principles seminars or symposiums it has to be born out of a whole environment of felt need if i say i ought to pray i will soon run out of motivation and and just quit the flesh is too strong i have to be driven he goes on to talk about how you know they faced problems of the inner city they had you know prostitution and drugs and, and stabbings and all that type of stuff. And I could relate to that because, you know, in Haiti, we're completely run by gangs and life gets worse every single day. We're always hearing of another slaughter, another um, houses and, and cars set on fire, more people shot in the street, villages gang raped, or it's just this devastation. And if we are not on our knees, um, <laughs> there's nowhere else for us to go but to to do battle on our knees the environment is a felt need you don't give up because there's this there you know there is nothing else but god there's there's no there's no other way unless god comes and does something in this country and it's a felt need much like what Jim felt in that inner city. He saw all this devastation and all this, you know, what just, what poverty and what sin and, and just the lifestyle of drugs and gangs and prostitution brings. But he, he, he brought it to the, to the forefront though. And he said, but, but what about the everyday life of the people outside the inner cities? Her outside, I, I might relate to outside countries like Haiti or, you know, the Ukraine where they're having war. What about the average American neighborhood? Are they pressing into the word? Do they think that they can just slide by in life 
Are you sliding by in life? Is your prayer life lacking? Should I say that lacking? Maybe you think, you know, well, I pray about stuff. I don't really see anything happening or I don't have a great need in my life or I don't have a big sin. Jamie, you've dealt with a big sin. I don't really deal with big sin. I just, you know, I I was saved when I was four and I've just always lived a good life. It's what I am. It's, I don't, there's not really this big need for me to pray every day or to But you have a father who loves to meet with you. You have a father that wants to communicate with you. And you know, it doesn't matter if we've got big sins in our past or if we, you know, the worst thing we did was tell a lie to our mom when we were a kid. Jesus is a transforming Christ. He is a God who transforms our life. There, You can't tell me that, that there's nothing in your life that God has not transformed. You have something in your life. And if... If you ha- you can't see that, what I want you to see is your life, what could have been, but by the grace of God, could you be walking down another street? Could you be walking down another path? But by the grace of God, you are where you are at. And that is something to praise God for. That is something to thank Him for every day. But I want to ask you, are your children saved? Are your grandchildren saved? Are your neighbors saved? If they are not, are you crying out to God on a daily basis, asking him to go and and meet those people, to call them into his own? Are you asking him to leave the 99 and search for your son, for your daughter? Are you asking him for generational blessings over your family? Do you see some bad things happening in your neighborhood and you just think, oh, those people, they just... You know, they had a rough life, I guess, and I don't know what they do. And they're just, oh, can you imagine? Our neighbors did this. They just were, do you know how we speak sometimes about our neighbors who aren't Christ-like? Instead of speaking in a tongue that puts them down because they're not living the same as way as you, I encourage you to fill yourself with love for them and plead on behalf of them before your father's throne. One one reason people walk in shame privately is because of the way we talk about the people who are living in sin. Now, I'm not saying that we don't say that this person is living in sin and I'm not telling you to say, oh, that's wonderful. That person is, is doing it and she's out partying every weekend. And what? that's so funny. We don't have to love it, but we don't have to speak negative about her. We need to take her to the Lord. It is so easy for us when we become the righteous ones to forget that Jesus leaves us 99 for the one But see, we forget that there was a time when we were the one and we were not part of the 99. We begin to come into the flock and we get so comfortable in the flock and we're doing what we're doing and it's just so easy. But we forget that time when we were the one. And it's easy to condemn that one. And you might think, well, I don't condemn people. I love everybody. But I want you to think about how are you speaking about those people? Because I used to be there. I used to be there. 
I used to I used to do it with you. But God has chastised me. Even even recently in a different way, every day I get texts because uh, the missionary life in Haiti is very dangerous right now, and I have family still there. And and so we have a group that brings about reports of dangerous things that have happened, or so-and-so has gotten killed, or this person got kidnapped, or there's fires burning here. And you know what I do? I look at them, and I think, oh, when is it going to end? And then I put my phone down, and I go on with my day. And God was was telling me this weekend... <laughs> You're getting all that information and you are not praying over them. You're not praying over the person who got kidnapped. You're not praying for the family who just lost somebody that got shot. You're not praying for the people whose houses got burnt. You're just saying, oh, when is it going to get end? Do you not believe I have the power to change? Do you not believe that you should be on your knees battling in prayer over this community that you were sent to love and to serve and to minister to? And I broke. That's that's me. I'm a missionary. I should be the one praying and, and, and pouring out my spirit to God. And it's not that I'm not praying for Haiti, but he just chastised me. Like every time you see something, you have enough time to read it, but you don't have a minute to say, Lord, touch that family. You don't have a minute to say, Lord, speak into that gang member so that he will come to know you and turn from his wicked ways. He said, Jamie, where is your battle? Why, why aren't you on your knees? But as much as I should be on my knees over these things that I'm seeing every day. I want to encourage you. When you see people who aren't living the way you're living. You might not say it to other people. But what are you thinking? How do you look at them? Do you look at that as an opportunity to bring that that person, that family, that couple to the Lord in prayer? Do you look at it as an opportunity? Or do you look at it as, oh, great, another neighbor who, you know, plays their music too loud at night or goes out and does this or I don't know how they're going to make it. How are we treating our neighbors? You might say, well, I don't do anything to my neighbors. I just leave them alone. I'm not saying, unless the Holy Spirit tells you to, that you have to go over and be their best friends. But instead of judging them for being different than you or not being as Christ-like as you, even in our church, if we see people not walking the way they need to be walking, don't just roll your eyes and make a noise and disgust. Take it to the Lord and pray, Lord, and pray on their behalf. When the church begins to pray over the lost and the broken, and we stop saying negative things about them, and instead we lift them to the Lord in prayer, our churches will begin to change. We have to change. We have to stop the way we are saying things about people and to people and instead take it to the Lord. 
Take it to the Lord. I challenge you this week. When you catch yourself, when you see somebody and you think, oh, that mom, that young, that young mom, they aren't bringing their kids into church. And, you know, she just thinks she's got all these problems. And I know that her mom didn't love her very much or she didn't have this. But, you know, she could, she needs to be a better mom than what she's doing. She needs to be better at this or that. Instead of speaking that to other people, instead of speaking that into your own mind as you look at her, as her kids are running around crazy, love on her. Feed into her. Lift her up. Do battle for her. We have to do battle for each other. But instead, I feel like we just roll our eyes and make noises and disgust at somebody that's not as good as us. I want you to be a prayer warrior for those young moms in your church. Young moms, if you see an older woman who's putting you down, instead of you thinking, oh, that older woman, she just, you know, old people, they just lose their filter. Pray for her that she would see the Lord tells us to pray for our enemies. And I think it's not not it's not that we pray blessings on their head. It's it's that we pray that God would open their eyes. We do want blessings for our enemies, but we want God to open their eyes to see how they're hurting. Maybe you say, "Lord, will you please touch her and see how she's hurt me?" And she would see that she would stop so she wouldn't do that to somebody else. We go both ways. We pray for those who hurt us. We pray for those who are different than us. We pray for our families. We pray for our community. We pray for our country. Our country is going crazy right now. And it needs prayer. But instead of, we just, we are we worry? Are we condemned? Are we think, oh my word, we're going to, we're, you know, the Lord has got to be coming because the world is so crazy bad. Let's pray that the that the Lord comes and, and nurtures women and, and children and nurtures everyone. I, you know, I'm my, this ministry is basically for women because of my my past. I don't minister. I I cannot minister to men. That is not where God has called me. I'm here to help us women walk out of shame. And we don't all have bad bad backgrounds, but we. We have shame, and a lot of times that's why we treat other people a little bad. Because we don't think of ourselves enough. We think we're not good enough, so if we're not good enough and you're worse than me, you're definitely not good enough. We have to pray for each other. I want to challenge you today to pray. To pray that God would be a hedge of protection around those little ones, around your children, around your parents, around your church. You know, Job had that hedge and that's why Satan couldn't get to him. We just pray that hedge of protection around our church. We pray that hedge of protection around our families. The, the Lord in Zechariah 2.5 says, I myself will be the wall of fire around Jerusalem. He is the protective fire. He is the protective wall of fire. We pray that any weapon formed against our children and our grandchildren, or our neighbors, or our pastor would not come. It would Any weapon formed against them would not prosper. 
Pray for your pastor. Pray for the young people in your church. Pray for your generational children and your grandchildren and the grandchildren to come. We should be women of prayer. And I want to encourage you to pray this week. If you have something you want me to join you in prayer, would you go to my website, jamiesinsmere.com, and there's a place where you can put, it says contact me, and you can put your prayer, prayer request there. I would love to pray with you. I would love to lift you up in prayer. And again, if you want information on that prayer boot camp, look in the show notes. It is going to be there. The last thing I want to talk to you today about is something very, very exciting to me. I am launching a conference. It's going to be four days, but it's just one hour each day, one hour-ish. We will kind of let the Holy Spirit lead us. But it's going to be April 3rd through the 6th, and it will be recorded. It will be a live Zoom every day that week, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at noon. But we will also have a private Facebook group. So if you can't make it at noon uh, Eastern Standard Time, then you can watch it later. It'll be on that, that fr- private Facebook group. and so, Or if you don't know how to do Zoom and you want to watch it there. It is going to be $10 because I want you to invest in yourself. But I also want you to be accountable. And you know, sometimes when we pay a little bit, We sign up for something and then we follow through. And I want you to follow through because I really believe God has given me a word to share with you. And I'm excited to interact with you and to just share the word that God has given me for you. And if you know other women, I would love for you to invite them along. And in fact, if you have a group of 10 and you sign up all together, you can have two women come free. So you can actually have 12 women register for the price of 10. So maybe you get a group of your girls at church and you say, oh, you know, let's all watch it together later if you don't want to watch it at the time that it's live um, or you want to get together and, and, you know, just have some time together as a group. You can do that. But I'm excited. It is my first ever. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, but I know that the Holy Spirit will be there because I have been on my knees. I've asked other women to be on their knees for this and it is going to be full of the Holy Spirit and he will speak to you about things in our life and what we can do to become powerful women of God. It is called I Know Who I Am, Learning to Walk in the Power God Gives Us and God has given us power. He has given us Holy Ghost power And we do not listen to Satan anymore. We don't have to listen to his lies. It's time to break free, women. And so I want you to come and join me April 3rd through the 6th. Check out the show notes, but I'm also going to be sending it out. I'll put it on social media so you can look at it, um, all different spots. But connect with me if you want more information. If you want to be a prayer warrior for this conference, please let me know. I am looking for more people to pray because I just believe the more prayer we can have over this conference, the more God is going to speak, the more he is going to break chains, the more he is going to set women free. So I would love for you to join me in prayer. Look for that, sign up, and let's come together.
guys you know i believe god has given me a message to share with his daughters a message of new clothes that we can put on strength and dignity we can clothe ourselves with righteousness we can clothe ourselves with kindness and gentleness and love that we can choose our mindset and that we are truly powerful women of god i want to invite you to be part of this ministry I'm so glad that you are already part of the community and coming and listening every day or, or once a week, whichever one you hop on. First way you can help me, the first way you can be part of this community and take ownership of it is by subscribing and leaving me a review. That will help. That helps us grow our community so more and more people see us. The next way you can help be part of this community is by sharing an episode. If this episode or another episode really helped you, please share it with somebody that you know. Send it, send it in your emails, send it in Messenger, send it in a text. You can put it on your platform. Share the word. Help me grow this, the, the base of people hearing so that we can get this word out to other women. The last way that you can help be part of this ministry, that you can partner with me, is actually by partnering financially. And that can be as little as 99 cents a month or up to $9.99 a month. You choose. There's a 99 cents, a $4.99, and a $9.99. For as little as $1 or as much as $10, you can be part of this ministry and you can be part of making an impact on the women who hear this message. So I encourage you, pick a way to join me. Maybe you're gonna do all of those ways. Maybe you can just do one, but click subscribe, leave a review, share the podcast, give me your feedback. And if you feel so led, would you support this ministry by a monthly small amount, $9.99, $4.99, or $9.99? Let's build this community of women together. Let's help our sisters know how loved they are, how God cares for them, and how they do not have to walk in shame, but that we can walk in the power that God gives us. Thank you, ladies, for being part of this community. God loves you, and so do I.